thank you for listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. You're tuning into our session with Joanna Elaine, who owns Mojo Jojo Pickles. I'm Joanna, and I'm Mojo Jojo Pickles, and we're a pickle and preserve company. I turn 10 at the beginning of November, so I've got a month <laughs> until my 10th birthday. So that's really exciting. And we make pickled and preserved foods here in Edmonton, mostly acidified foods, things that have vinegars in them. So I started as a board member for Slow Food Edmonton. And Slow Food is a national movement that celebrates traditional process. And one of the processes that they celebrate is canning. I actually came from a darkroom background. I was a photographic technician and a photographer most of my life. So 20 years of my life flashed past in darkrooms. So it was very familiar to me working with the chemicals and the timers and the bath. It was just something that I've always done. But at the end of my photographic career, because darkrooms disappeared so quickly, that was amazing to see. We were doing everything digitally, everything on a computer, right? So getting back to a hands-on process that is so sensory and fulfilling in that way, I think is what made the process really satisfying. And with the loss of darkrooms, I also needed a change of career. And the business model for the pickles was very enticing. Community is very important to me. We started in farmers markets and that is a great place to find community and farmers are very wise people, especially because there's a lot of intergenerational businesses amongst farmers and they have seen good times and bad times and succession and not. They run good businesses. Successful farmers run good businesses. So I think they have been an amazing example for me in agribusiness, especially serving on boards with people who have been in the industry for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. That's been really important. And I also think it's really important for us to be present for each other in this journey. I had said to a woman who called and she called for something else, but you could tell she was upset. And what you have to say is like, you can tell me your heart, right? Like you can tell me when you're sad, mad, glad. You can tell me that there's no money today. And it's not a shame to say that I got no money today and it's stressing me out. We can talk about how that feels or what you can do or what I did when I was in that place. Like we have to be very open to each other so that we can both give and receive. And it, it's not as personal. What happens to you in your business or when things don't go right, it doesn't feel like a personal failure when you share it with people. It's part of the game. And you learn to contextualize it that way so that it doesn't become so heavy you can't go forward. I'm learning. I'm in the middle of learning. I had always run cash. The business had always just run on its own terms. But at this point, we are at scale. So without extra dollars or extra financing to unlock more profit as our orders and our scale gets bigger and our advertising budget needs to be bigger to maximize what we can reach, I have only come to the realization very recently that not borrowing, not borrowing beyond our footprint is starting to limit our growth. We have to start feeding that growth. So I spend quite a few days a week looking for grants, asking for money, doing cash forecasting. It's time to start using other people's money to really grow the business because we know the return on our investment at this point, 10 years in. 
there has to be a part of you that is rigid and doesn't bend. You have to know who you are or why you do it or what you believe. There has to be the solid core. But at the same time, you have to be able to analyze and react. When things aren't working, you have to stop <laughs> and change what you're doing. People can be so sure of themselves or so rigid that you can't adapt or you can't change or modify or say when you've made a mistake and take a different course. You really have to be able to know in your gut when something is not working, figure out why and make the changes. You have to be able to act, I think is what I've learned the most as an entrepreneur. You can't just let it all fall around you or have the same experience over and over knowing that it's not how you want to proceed without making a change. You have to stop and change. So things that worked in the past or were okay can suddenly be not okay. And you have to go at it again or renegotiate or know that this project takes too much time or is not worth the hassle or doesn't make any money, even though you might like it and make decisions about it that that sense of worth as you go on your journey does change in your business. And that's okay. It's okay to outgrow a supplier. It's okay to outgrow someone that you sell to and change what happens or change your focus. Again, it's that sense of adaptability. Even though you know who you are, you have to keep evaluating yourself against the world and the feedback you're getting. If anything COVID taught us, it's that you've got to flex <laughs> to survive, right? Like you're suddenly doing things. But I think you can also be very joyful in that flexibility. It doesn't have to be a tragedy or a big stressor or a big deal. You can just look at it as opportunities or a chance to play or a chance to dream. Like give it a go. COVID has been a change in learning how to create the same relationship that we had with people when our main way of selling and distributing was person to person. So I was seeing people, sampling and seeing people all the time. And as we've grown, that relationship has to change. And there still needs to be a warmth and conviviality about our online interactions with our customers. It's still okay even through e-commerce for me to be myself right or for my humor or my taste or my creativity to show that is part of what they're buying with me but at the same time we cannot do everything one individual at a time it's as we've scaled and as we've gotten bigger there are decisions that i need to make i'm kind of the mama of the company and i need to do the things that are good for us all considering everyone's needs and wants but i have to start making decisions about what is the right thing to do and proceed so online definitely has been that biggest change and then we reopened our brick and mortar store in july so that again has us back to seeing people but it's a whole new group of people in a new neighborhood and it's kind of exciting at the same time to have a new group of people discover our products and to see that excitement again and that really kept me going through covid that relationship between myself and my customer who kept looking for me who keeps wanting it who keeps stopping by who wants to meet me that is kind of my reason for being in the middle of the business
I'm a creative person and that does drive me in my business as well, both solving business problems as well as making things as I do. But I also think that as I've gotten older, it's very important to connect my gut instinct. Like a lot of stress is about when things are going against your gut. And as women, sometimes we don't tap into that sense of intuition as our intellect as well. So you can take that feeling of stress as a sign that something is not as you promised yourself it would be and use that creative self to find a way to calm that feeling in your gut. It could be about changing your focus, like finding something else to feed it or feeding that other side of your creativity in other ways. For me, creativity is a lot of the way I am in the world. So playing music, dancing, playing, all of those things replenish it. But I think you still have to listen to what makes you feel stressed. can't ever really say that it's because I'm a woman. It's because I'm a woman of color. It's because I have an accent. It's because of, like all of those things, we bring all of those things to who we are every day. So you, you can't really tease it out. But what I do see in our male counterparts is that again, an intrinsic sense of their self-worth, they don't question their self-worth or they don't question the game of negotiating the way women do as attached to their personal value. To them, a no can be part of a game or you win sometimes and you lose sometimes. Whereas as a woman, sometimes you get a no and you start to question all your life choices up to that point. It can just be a no, not right now, or sometimes you have to just shake it off. You can't take it that personally. And sometimes I see female entrepreneurs, especially if that persistence that Yvonne was talking about, go after a no over and over, trying to change it to a yes and frustrate themselves. And sometimes you have to just like say, okay, so you didn't win that one and, and change course. You are more than your ethnicity. I think it is very easy. I am a first generation Canadian, so I have immigrant parents and I'm Gen X, which makes me this little narrow band. And I think there was a transition where um, it was very welcome for women of color or women of ethnicity to create products as long as it was within their ethnicity. That's what people are comfortable with. So um, people will sometimes ask me if how I've actually been asked at a market, how does your product relate to your ethnicity? And I think when there's a guy selling bread at the market next to me, he does not have to answer whether sourdough is within his cultural tradition for him to be a person that makes and sells sourdough with authenticity. So we are more than that. Yes, you can take your traditions and turn them into products that meet the Canadian market. But if you want to make Thai sauce as a Jamaican immigrant, make Thai sauce as a Jamaican immigrant. And you don't need to say why or how you come to the knowledge of your product. Let your product speak for itself. You can be so much more than just your ethnicity. Thank you for listening to the awesome podcast where we celebrate the achievement and lessons of women-owned food and beverage manufacturing companies in Canada. Learn more about our community at beawesome.ca. 